This and every episode of Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Beeksy Exchange, an upcoming cryptocurrency exchange built in collaboration with One Market Data. Beeksy is bringing legacy finance speed, power, and sophistication to crypto for the first time. With 225,000 transactions per second per pair, comparable to NASDAQ, 15 order types on day one, with 25 order types on full rollout, and a dedicated customer support team, Beeksy is setting itself apart from the competition. Check out Beeksy today at Beeksy.com and pre-register today at Beeksy.com slash registration to get your free Beeksy exchange tokens. That's Beeksy.com, B-E-A-X-Y dot com. I'm Gat and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. Got a belly full of, uh, I tried a new recipe out today. Oh. Uh, and it's uh, it's Nashville hot chicken. Have you ever heard of this? I mean, I've been to Nashville and had hot chicken. I made it at home. I got to okay. tell you, pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's probably not Nashville level. But I, I thought it was, I thought well, it was pretty I tasty. Mean, what's the, what would be the uh, Canadian equivalent of Nashville? Calgary? <laughs> what? So you made Calgary hot chicken yeah. tonight. Uh, Calgary hot moose, I think, is what it's called. Cal- the, the Calgary hot moose, also yeah. something you can only ask for on your birthday. That's right. <laughs> and we are here with a very special guest, uh, Gat. Gat, how are you, man? I'm doing really good. You know, we just had two great days in the market i'm glad to be on the podcast with you guys heck yeah and we are happy to have you um i mean we can just go right into the market before we even get into any questions let's i mean we've had two days like we i don't want to jinx i don't want to talk about it (laughs) well i know but we we kind of have to we have two days that we haven't seen like this in quite some time give us your input on what we're doing here where you think the market's going you know we're not going to hold you to anything but what do you see here so i i do see this as a short-term trend reversal um i kind of agree with some of the other people you see on twitter like i think ethereum's going to 220 240 in the short term and i think bitcoin up to about 4900 uh, i mean today we're, we're testing this really tough resistance and we haven't tested the resistance like this before usually it's like a little pump and then it kind of grind up and it's pretty weak no volume but like today i saw was the most volume ever traded for ethereum on bitmax uh bitcoin volume is pretty decent but uh what i've noticed also is like on cnbc and in the news there's a lot of really positive coverage and i've also noticed a lot of uh like hedge funds and different money advisors saying that they're keeping an eye on bitcoin if it can get above 3750 so, you know, if you can cascade this into some funds and some people on Wall Street saying it might be a good time to enter Bitcoin for a short to midterm move, I mean, you're going to get that mainstream FOMO and you see what happened with Ethereum. 
last two days, it's like 40%. You know, you can get that 20 or 30% day a few days in a row. And I think, you know, we're just going to put ourselves right around 220 for Ethereum. That's interesting. So uh, when you say short to midterm, what do you mean there? I don't think that the bear market is over if you define the bear market as it's a bear market and then it's a bull market. You know, I think that the bottom is most likely in. We might go back down in the range of the bottom, but I don't think we're going to really get that severe capitulation we did like we saw from 6K to 3K. I think we're, you know, in a sideways market. We're going to have a few ups, a few downs while everything continues to develop. Now, like, how long do you see that sideways because i would even say you know personally obviously it's great to jump from 3300 to 4500 but i would even think that that's still kind of range bound a, a little bit you know in what we've what we can expect maybe long term so you know how do you how do you play that how do you look at that so for me, I'm just really trying to focus on the trend. You know, the last two or three months, I've really taken a step back from doing research and I've been working on my trading a lot. And something I noticed I was doing wrong was trying to fight the trend. You know, I got a little too engulfed in the industry. I was doing a lot of work in it and I just had this bullish bias. So I'm really trying to just play the trend. Like today, it's pretty clear, you know, or the last few days, it's pretty clear. Like we have a reversal, short term alts look bullish, at least the majors, Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, you, you could have bought it at any time in the last two days and made a profit. So I'm really just going to try and trade the trend and try and avoid trading the chop. The trend is your friend, as they say. Right? <laughs> you know, I tried to fight it for so long, but I no. find myself doing that all the time, and not not a not in a trading aspect, just kind of like in general. Um, I I got into crypto in a sports betting uh, way, and my biggest thing was always, oh, I'm just going to fade the public, and I just tried to do. <laughs> Because the house always wins, right? So I just yep. tried to put myself on the side of the house. And I think that's kind of been uh, kind of the way I think about crypto too, which is not always the right way. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. I've done some sports betting. It is really crazy. You know, when you see these games that have significant portions of the money on it by the public, Vegas always cleans up. Right. <laughs> and I, I don't know why, but I, I learned that as well. But I think it's a really common theme in crypto and why so many people butt heads is a lot of us are the type of person that we're a contrarian. You know, we like to stick out. We like to kind of fight the norms. And so I've noticed that over time. And I think that's why there's so much you know beef on crypto Twitter. Oh Just the, the types of people on there. So much beef. Uh, <laughs> so much salty, it's salty. We're, all really, we're yeah. all really similar personality types. You know, if you've taken a personality test, like one of the rarest ones is INTP and INTJ, and I posted it, and I've like everyone was the same one, and I've never met another person in my life that's tested into that. So. That's really funny, actually, because uh, I, don't, I don't remember what i was but we actually uh yeah, we, on the podcast like six months ago took that personality test and we actually like went through ours and what other people's were and that was really interesting um chamber you know i feel like everybody in this space is a contrarian right like we are i don't, I don't agree with that <laughs> well, no, <but> I, <laughs> <laughs> ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but like, I feel like, you know, to, to Gat's point, it, we are all contrarians just for being here. So then you put a bunch of contrarians in a oh, yeah. fucking tunnel vision crypto Twitter. And 
and well, then you, everyone's I'll... trying to be the contrarian versus the public and then you're all agreeing and yeah. you can't all agree obviously <laughs> it's so true <laughs> yeah then it gets salty and then people start posting uh charts and everybody's happy again i have not seen this many charts in a very very long time on twitter like it is chart season right now uh so Ooh, pretty... should we can we like rename alt season chart season yeah <laughs> That's you know, a- maybe that's the hashtag already for today's episode. If it doesn't get any better than this, it's hashtag chart season. I like hashtag chart season. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So that's your look on the market. Gat, give us how did you get into crypto? Like, what were you doing before all this crazy shit? Like, how did you get here? So that, that's a fun story I like to tell. Um, so I actually ended up being reintroduced to crypto because I was trying to avoid failing at class. Um, while I was in college about two years ago, two and a half years ago, um, there was an attendance based class. I never had great attendance and it was just strictly like you go to class, you get one point every time you show up and that's it. There's like 16 points throughout the semester. So they were like, you can make it up to us by going to one of these guest lectures. And so there's a guest lecture at my school. It's that guy from CNBC, Brian Kelly, the one who taught everyone how to buy and sell (laughs) Ripple, you know? (laughs) This is I, would, like, <laughs> I would totally go to a Brian Kelly guest lecture, though. I would I, go. I wish I remember the name. It was such a funny name. It was like cryptocurrency and the decentralization of the future. You know, one of those names that's Amazing. just like begging people to come. And so I'm like, fuck it. I'll go to this. Uh, no problem. So I get there. And this is before the major bull run, like uh, April 2017. And this guy's talking about Bitcoin and crypto and the benefits of it and I was just like, you are the craziest person ever, or you are extremely intelligent. So obviously, I go back to my uh, house after I start looking it up, and the next day I'm like on the phone at um, what was it a Walgreens, the little red phone, trying to buy Bitcoin uh, <laughs> through the, through the MoneyGram because when I when I used it in 2013, like you could only buy it through MoneyGram. So I'm sitting on this little red phone, and then you know people tell me try Coinbase. Um, and then that's really how it all just got started. You guys want to make fun of me? The first thing I bought was the Superman TA course for ten dollars. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. No judgment here. So I've, I've made some poor decisions myself. No, it's it's just funny. Like the first things that I got into, you know, that was the first thing I bought, and then I followed some YouTube guys that you know obviously had no clue what they were talking about into some really random coins, and so. My first couple weeks were obviously very up and down. You know, I was in all these complete shit coins. Um, But learning about the tech is what really got me to stay. Because I was in school for business and computer science. And I really like computer science. So, you know, getting to actually learn about blockchain was really interesting. And I think that's what kept me in. Because the first few weeks, I lost most of the money I put in. I mean, it was a small amount. But trading definitely didn't keep me there at the start. So we turned on. So you had said you had said the little red phone for MoneyGram. That's how <laughs> yeah. you. That's how you had heard about it in 2013. So take us back there. Where where did that come from? 2013. Uh, I just helped some people buy a Bitcoin. They were obviously using it for. The we only talking Silk Road? That. Yeah, yeah. So I just helped some people buy it because uh, they couldn't figure out how to do it with the wallet. I mean, 2013. You know, people weren't very good with computers for the most part. That's interesting. So you knew about Bitcoin in 2013. Yeah, I probably bought like 
700 bitcoin out four dollars each i mean i didn't keep any of them because i was just getting paid to buy them and you know show people how to use the wallet right 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 but yeah intermediary essentially i i was an intermediary you were gat base coinbase (laughs) (laughs) i i think my fee was like a little bit more than coinbase but oh my god coinbase is is basically highway robbery i know they're like four (laughs) percent see people don't even know that you can just pull up coinbase pro and there's no fees yes did you know that chamber uh yes i did know that actually okay good because yeah. that's something everybody should know because you can also so, just buy can't you also just buy uh usdt on coinbase and it's zero fee too so you can deposit us dollars and then trade anything on coinbase pro for free yeah you if you're doing it on the coinbase app that's where they that's where they make get all their money yeah and they take a sizable amount they take like four percent it's crazy yeah it's pretty nuts um that's right i'm yeah. gonna lose 12 percent. so <laughs> <laughs> well so now it's cost you 16 <laughs> percent uh, that's funny so all right so that's how you had first even known about it 2013 then you then you see brian kelly which is fantastic terrific he tells right. you to buy ripple and then what happened <laughs> he, he actually did not mention ripple once he only talked about bitcoin interesting that's interesting so what were like his you know key takeaways that made you say wow this is something so it was a business seminar, so he really focused on the financial applications more than the tech. And, you know, he just talked a lot about, you know, settlement periods, transferring money between borders, um, and the fees associated with that. And, you know, I that's what really got me thinking, because I didn't know a lot of that stuff. And it's really crazy, you know, how inefficient it is to send money. Yeah, no kidding. Isn't that wild? Like, I had read, I just read something, this is probably six months ago, maybe a year, where it's it would take you less time to fly $10,000 to Germany than it would be to wire transfer $10,000 to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And bringing $10,000 cash on a plane, you know, oh, international, <laughs> does, doesn't make you look too great. No. Exactly. So that's cool. So then what got you from there to being GAT, where you are now? So obviously I started trading once I found Bitcoin, I found altcoins and really just the opportunity there. I mean, that was the time where coins were going up like 200% in minutes. Uh, You know, there's a ton of pump groups around really crazy stuff going on in the market. And so I kind of saw it as an opportunity to, you know, maybe I can take this small little sum of money and turn it into something so um you know the main problem i had at first was i didn't have any friends interested at all so i had no one to talk to and that's why i made a twitter um you know to follow people and try and make some internet friends i guess that sounds weird uh, <laughs> but then okay. I, I found <laughs> it's all i have it's, it's all not I have weird now. yeah it's not weird anymore so then basically after after two months i met some friends and we started to learn ta together and we created a group because you know we were like there's all these pump groups that's stupid why don't people actually look into coins and try and trade them based on catalyst now at the time a catalyst was like a wallet update you know, <laughs> it was much different then <laughs> but so then we kind of created a group and we shared fundamental research uh you know very primitive but that's how it really got started you know uh, we got about a thousand people in the group and then we started to promote our twitters through the group 
and it just grew really quick. Uh, you know, some of the calls that we made were really spot on. Obviously, it was a crazy market at the time, um, but I I don't even remember the movement from like a Twitter with 500 followers to a thousand to five thousand. It must have been a span of like three weeks. Wow, that's crazy. Still waiting for that. Meanwhile, 3, me and Chamber, <laughs> me and Chamber took. Uh, le- well, let's put it this way: in a bear market, it takes you approximately nine months, sixteen days, twenty-eight hours <laughs> to break from eighteen hundred to two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> really grinding have, it out here. <laughs> I have the same exact number of followers as I did in July, which is really. Just- there you go. Seven point seven. I I don't know how. Like I must just get like net zero every week. Oh, I'm telling you, that's what it. That's what it's like uh, in this in this market. Like, so what do you think it will? I mean, just playing off that exact thing. What do you think it'll take to bring the next round? Yeah. When of am I going to get ten k? <laughs> yeah, but not even like about <laughs> followers, obviously. But like, what what is it going to take to bring the next round of people in? It's it's really, in my opinion, just going to take some green. You know, the mainstream public and new people, they don't really care about the tech. They want to see the opportunity to make money. Like, you saw the way that everyone FOMO'd in during the last bull market. You saw the way that everyone FOMO'd into the weed market, uh, at least U.S. and mm-hmm. Canada stocks. Um, really, once there's just a bunch of coverage of coins having really good return, you're going to get a bunch of new people. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, how they find Twitter, because that's not your traditional source of information. Like, none of my friends use Twitter. Correct. No. Uh, it took they me, always end up there. It took me... I, I said this before on the show. I think it took me six months of me literally the same way you did. I had no friends uh, that were interested in crypto, or at least that I knew that were interested in crypto. And... Six months later, I found crypto Twitter after doing, you know, months and months of research and rabbit holing by myself. And then you find this, uh, you find this essentially endless, I don't even know what to call it. I, I don't know if I should call it a, you know, like catacomb. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I don't know if I should call it like this catacomb that's going to lead you to freedom or a fucking uh, just the opposite of that <laughs> or a death spiral. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, then you start following all these people and there's some FOMO that comes along with crypto Twitter in your first, uh, your first encounter. And I've fallen prey to that, definitely. 100%. That, that's actually the reason I started making videos and putting out content was because I had this period of time where I had no way to find any sort of information. I had nobody to talk to about what's going on in the space. And on top of that, there were so few resources to learn. Like right now, there's a lot of really good resources that are free, you know, mostly on YouTube and other sites where if you know nothing about crypto and trading, you can learn pretty easily. But two years ago when I was trying to learn, there was not shit. Like I said, I was directed to Supoman's TA course. Right. Quality, That's the only thing I quality could find. content. Quality content. <laughs> That's wild. All right. So you had never traded before, correct? Uh, I traded the stock market a little bit. I traded natural gas and gold when I was like 18 and 19. Um, mixed mixed success, but I, I had never really like done a lot of TA and research. So here's my question. For people that are new 
and there's going to be a ton of people that are listening that maybe don't consider themselves new right now, but there will be a ton of other people that are new. What are the, what are, how do they get, what's the best resources to learn two things, trading and about crypto in general? And what is your advice to those people? So the best resource I've found for trading, uh, is actually a book I just read. It's called The Technical Analysis of Financial Markets, I believe. And if you know nothing about TA, that will really just catch you up to basically everything, you know, all basic pattern structures, market psychology and everything. So that on top of just, you know, find someone that you connect with on YouTube. They might not be the best trader, but just a strategy that you like find someone who is specialized in it and makes videos about it and just watch them and see you know where do they find success where do they find failure and then you can go on a chart and back test it I'd say the biggest mistake that everyone makes at first I mean including myself is you try and trade too quickly you try and trade with too much risk or you try leverage trading before you know what you're doing and I've fallen victim to all of those and so if there's one thing I could say to new people is learn how to trade before you trade with any significant portion of your portfolio so i've, I've heard a couple of different takes on that like uh you in order to really learn you need to have some skin in the game where do you land on that i mean that's how i learned I, i've always kind of been that way as i learned the hard way so you know i went through the bull market thought i could trade and then i went through the bear market found out that you know the techniques I learned in the bull market were not uh, effective in a bear market, and it took me a long time to adapt. And then, like I said, I recently just took some time off to really own down on my TA, figure out what I was doing wrong, and kind of just recollect. So one more question TA-related. What do you say to people who, ba- who basically say TA doesn't matter? Um... I used to think it was fake, but now I've realized that TA is basically everything from a fundamental perspective and a psychological perspective put into some candlesticks. Like, when there's something, a big catalyst that you don't know about, someone probably knows about it before you, and the chart is starting to break out, and there's volume on it. it. It's just, it's always there. And so I used to think TA was fake, and then now that I've taken a step back and read some books on it, you know, it, everything you need really is on the chart, if you use it the right way. Yeah, I think that's super interesting. Chamber, you know, you've been learning your TA. I have been learning How do you TA. feel about it now? Um, you know what? I never really thought it was, you know, bullshit. Um, I always thought, I think when I first got in, the, you know, the FA side meant a little bit more, I think. Um, but the more, you know, the more you do it, the more you, like it, it confirms it as you learn more, you know what I mean? As you start to pick up the little tricks and, and how to read the charts properly, it, it confirms the fact that, you know, it does work. Um, and I think people, people that maybe don't believe it, maybe just have to do it a little bit to see, you know, where, you know, where the resistances are and how, how it's going to act and, but you know, I think the more you do it, the more you see that it it obviously works. Um, and I think you use that as just one of the tools. It doesn't have to be just one tool. I think it's you know one of many tools. But I think it I think I think it works well. 
it's all mental. You, you know, you have to think that it works and really trust whatever system you have for it to work. Because, you know, some of the biggest trades that I've missed or I was on the wrong side of was because I doubted myself or, you know, I saw someone else's viewpoint and it changed my mind. You know, if you're going to use TA, you really need to trust yourself and kind of have like pretty tough mental stability. Yeah, yeah you definitely need to be a robot. Uh, yeah, I wish I, I mean, was a robot sometimes. Look, <laughs> there's, there's things that benefit you in trading. And one of those things, without a doubt, is risk management and discipline. And uh, I have neither. Yeah. <laughs> I have neither of those things. So I certainly am not a good trader. I am never going to... Uh, claim to be one uh, the people that the people that are amaze me because you know they have a level of discipline that i had I uh, cannot have <laughs> i had a conver- i had a conversation with somebody about discipline the other day it had nothing to do with crypto but the way you measured your discipline your self-discipline is how long you wait uh to go to the you know to do your to do your business once everybody's out of the house you know when you have that alone time to yourself <laughs> You can Wait, measure how does your discipline. Wait, hold on. Come, come. The <laughs> faster the to me. you know exactly what I'm saying. The faster you accomplish your mission, the lower the amount of self-discipline you have. The longer, or it's up to you know if you do have the home, the house to yourself, and you don't. Very high discipline level. Oh, all right. Well, now you just blew my mind. At first, I thought we were talking about going to the bathroom. No, no, no. <laughs> I, you know what I'm talking what about. We're talking about. <laughs> Doing a number all three. Right. Got, uh, the number three. Got it. Cool. Discipline is very important. I mean, that's definitely one of my biggest problems still. You know, I I still don't consider myself a... I'm not disciplined enough. You know, if I was more disciplined, things would be a lot easier. I'm sure everyone says that, though. But, you know, it's just something that takes time. You know, you got to learn from your mistakes. You got to have some pretty tough trades, you know, that you weren't disciplined on. And you got to just eat it and that's how you learn yeah i mean uh I, i'll liken this to just very quickly you know our friends over at hero uh they you know they're running that game right now where i'm addicted to it 100 percent. i'm playing it almost all the time and uh i took a really long time to grow my stack to a point where i was like oh this is so awesome i have a you know a stack that's worth something on, on Saturday, I blew it up. I just fucking destroyed it. I had no discipline. I was just getting, I was like, oh, I'm just going to press my bets here. Like, I was playing fucking craps at the casino. It was terrible. So I blew up like half my stack. Oh, now no. I'm sitting here grinding it back. But anyway, all right, let's move on. So we have to ask you, the. we asked this to all of our, all of our guests here, what would be your biggest crypto wrecked story mm. i don't know i don't think one sticks out no <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just i'm just messing around uh, obviously the biggest one was when all of those conversations got leaked um like right after that everyone i was, I was working with didn't want to work with me uh, you know it was a very difficult time to go through I'll get on to another side of the story that no one's really heard yet. It will be exclusive for you guys. Yeah. But, you know, basically, like, there's no way to defend it. What was said in that conversation was really wrong. But 
it was such a hostile time on Twitter. Like, people don't understand that that was almost a conversation between friends. Like, if anyone's conversations got leaked, there's oh going to be language in there that is definitely wrong. Um, not trying to defend that, you know, what we were saying wasn't right, uh, or was right, but it just got really hammered down. Um, and that was, that was definitely my crypto wreck story. You know, everyone started unfollowing me. Everyone was talking to shit to me for months. I still get some DMs, pretty cruel ones. So how did the whole thing come to be? I mean, I know what I saw, like from a, where it came from and all that, but like, tell your side of the story. So basically that guy coin signals, he was the big BitMEX trader. He came to us and was like, I have a really good altcoin pick that I think we should buy. I'm talking with some people, OTC. I want to buy a large amount of it. Um, he he essentially was telling us, like, look, I know the tech of this coin. I know it's going to be really big. I know someone's selling a lot of it, a miner. We should buy as much as we can. And so that was kind of the premise. It wasn't like, let's tell everyone to buy this and spike up the price and shit. Like, it was literally just, I have a really good coin pick. We should all buy this. Um, at the time, obviously, I did not know that Coin Signals was a scammer. Well, I was going to say, uh, so this ran guy ran away with like an $8 million be... dollar fund. Yeah, so at, at the time, like, he was very highly respected for his trading. You know, he had a BitMEX fund. He was performing really well. So we're all in this group, and these are guys I've talked to for a long time. And we're all just, like, joking around in there. Um, but that guy crypto medicated got in actually because he wanted a job with bravado. I introduced him to Birch. Um, he was a pretty good analyst at the time. We didn't know that he was absolutely nuts. Like the dude yeah, was absolutely nuts. <laughs> nuts. So that's how he was introduced just from DMing me. But basically it ended up, he was just on a clout mission. Um, just, he's a good writer. So he basically exposed all of the conversations that we were having obviously they looked pretty bad um if you know the premise of the story where i'm sure you've had conversations with your friends like this is a really good coin we need to buy a lot of it you know everyone has those conversations um and he kind of just framed it in a way with his words that like we were the biggest scammers in the world biggest pieces of shit you know like these are who you're listening to and when you're a good writer and you got a bunch of angry people that just came off the bull market it really got carried away like i was getting death threats I weren't hacked. you uh, no weren't, kidding weren't you on a flight when it hit too yeah i had actually just met i was flown out to london for um to meet with BlockX. they were an ico i think it's down like 99.8 percent but you know they, <laughs> <laughs> they they had a hundred person office in london they had some really prestigious guys working there so I'm on a flight back. Like I made it very public that I'm on a 10-hour flight from London. There was no Wi-Fi on the flight. Like everyone I work with knew I was on the flight. And you know, I get back. I'm going through customs. My phone turns on. I have like 4,000 notifications, oh. 20 missed calls. Call me, call me, call me. Emergency, call me. All these voicemails. And I look on Twitter. Look at my messages. Everyone's like, we don't want to work with you anymore. We don't want anything to do with you. Uh, and wow. I'm just like waking up from a flight, like, whoa. And then I went and looked at what happened. That med crypto medicated guy was just blowing up and it was tough. It was very tough. So how do you, you know, how do you get through that? Like how, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a pretty 
crazy it, it experience. It was probably the worst experience I've had in my life so far. Uh, it was like three or four months, really, of just nonstop hate, you know, dealing. Well, immediately I had to deal with all of the people that I worked with, and I was being hacked at the same time. Uh, that will be my next story. That's the one I haven't told before. So it was just a lot of shit going on, and like I said, it took months for me to recover from that. I'm still, like, to this day, I would say, recovering from that whole situation. How do you feel like you've come out of it now? I would say the last two months or the first two months where I've really been, like, back, working, getting comfortable again, you know, actually trying to build things rather than just, you know, being upset. What it, so what did you do in the meantime? Like where did you where did you go? Like we were talking a little bit pre show where we you were like, I didn't disappear. <laughs> well, uh, immediately after everyone thought I disappeared, but really uh someone had So this will get oh, this will get into your real life wreck. So let's go let's, now let's get into my real life wreck. Yeah, so so, right. so let me just go back to that. <clears throat> I'm just getting through customs. Everyone's freaking out at me. Uh, next day, I wake up. I'm getting all of these crazy alerts. Someone had access to my Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all of my photos, my desktop computer. Um, and they were like, listen, send me 100 Ethereum or I'm going to leak every picture on your phone to your whole mailing list. And I was like, no, you don't have shit. And <laughs> And then they started sending me the pictures. So they had some pictures from, like, my Snapchat. And keep in mind, I was just in college. Like, I'm only 23. There was... So, you not... know, like, Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> there there was, like, some videos on there that I definitely didn't want released. Not even of me. I was more worried about my friends. Like, sure. I have videos of my friends doing shit. You know, we were... Yeah. Like I said, we were just in college. Right. Right. So, uh, like I said, just snap. I'm in my mid 30s. I still <laughs> act like I'm in college. It's okay. You don't, right. don't want to see my Snapchat exactly. either. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I'm freaking out. Like, I thought someone was just messing with me, but then I get locked out of every single one of my social media accounts except Twitter, which is why people thought I was lying because I somehow had Twitter on an email that they didn't get access to because I got access to my three main emails. Um, luckily, I didn't lose money. Like, my crypto was very safe, but I definitely did not have good enough security. Otherwise, it turned out. And, you know, after going through it, like, reverse engineering how they got it, it, some of these places just reset your accounts. Like, it's nothing. So once they had some of my emails, it was over. Like, they could reset any accounts linked to those emails. Um, So not only is he saying that he's going to leak information. I have another guy, like, threatening me. He has my address. They leaked my passport photo. Like, full-on freak out. And this is on top of everything else. And I'm not talking about this with anyone because... Like, I'm already dealing with enough shit. I don't need to right. say, oh, I'm being hacked. Like, people are just... I, I said well, something about that's being hacked. The, that's the go-to response, too. So it's like, the timing is bad. Right. Timing was bad. Uh, so this guy's my address. I'm, like, freaking out. I go out of town. Don't tell anyone where I'm going. Got a new phone. Turned off my other phone. Because I thought that he was somehow getting access through my phone. Uh, basically, I'm out of town, like, seven days just trying to negotiate with this guy, trying to find someone that can, you know, do something for me, like a good hacker. What are they called? White hat hacker. White hats, yeah, sure. Um, and I'm just, like, in Miami hiding. 
I don't mean it, to laugh. I <laughs> know uh, it's like a funny. It, when I look back, it's a funny story. But man, was I scared! Like sure. for my life, like just like getting threats to me and my family, and the fact that he knew where I lived. Picture so my how passport. did all that get resolved? Like how, uh, what I, happened? I found someone that was a good hacker, and uh, turns out the guy that was attacking me was not the greatest hacker. <laughs> really? Uh, and I think they gave him a pretty good scare. You know, as soon as they said he should be done talking to you, like that, that was it. I don't want to know what they did. I don't know what they did. It just ended there. Wow. And then I went back home to Chicago, and then I had to deal with everything else. <sighs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a story, man. Like, that is nuts. Um,. You know, and I'll be completely honest, when I when all that stuff came out, I was like, okay, and my opinion of you was not fantastic. <laughs> oh, no one's opinion of me was fantastic at the time. It was just funny because I was one of the only people that wasn't like charging money for things. You know, everything sure. I did was free. You had no pressure to buy anything that I bought, e- even if we were trying to raise the price. Like, that's on you. Right. You know, there's that's just you buying it. Uh, obviously that sounds bad but like when it comes down to it i've never charged money for anything i do for a reason you know like if you want to follow my trades that's 100 percent your own risk um yeah, yeah no, i'm I, sure you it, see all those disclaimers not a investment advisor yeah, and everything. we call it uh we call it financial advice yeah, it's it's only <laughs> for fun financial <laughs> i'm fun, actually financial advice yeah, yeah. I'm actually, uh, finally, I'm going to get my license to give financial advice, and I have a project in the works right now. So that's that's something to look forward to. That's awesome. I mean, it, look, look, uh, I, will, uh, I will say, so I have been doing some, like, learning of my own, and uh, one of the things that I had have just listened to is, uh, I don't know if you either of you are aware of jw weatherman on twitter he is a bitcoin maximalist he was just on uh pete mccormick's what bitcoin did and he put out this course and the course is called 10 hours of bitcoin i believe and it's basically a if you were to send somebody who's just learning about bitcoin and financial markets to one place uh, for them to spend 10 hours of like learning and he puts this all together right and one of the things he talks about is speculation and what speculation is and he defines it very clearly and he says the one of the key things to be good at speculation is to have some knowledge of what you're doing that nobody else has and so when you're telling me this story you know that's your speculative knowledge is coin signals coming to you and saying, hey, look, here's what I know, and I want you guys to be involved. And that's knowledge that nobody has, and that is normal speculative knowledge. This happens every single fucking day, anywhere you look, whether it's oil, anything like that. And so, you know, the fact that the the conversations come out and they are look made to look like pretty bad, I get it. I mean, it looks fucking terrible, and I <laughs> will be. Oh, th- there's no doubt about that. Yeah, but I mean, look, there's nobody that uh, like the theory that insider trading is, you know, 
doesn't go on is crazy. That's how people yeah, so make it's just money. trading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's trading. It's 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 the same thing. Oh, I got a hot tip on a horse. Sure, okay, I will bet on this horse. Exactly. <laughs> it's not. It's and it's also like I got all the heat for it. Everyone else was in the conversation. Obviously, it was because I was one of the first people to comment on it. But like, I well, got plus all the you have heat. the iconic line. I mean, yeah, the it, line the line could be on a goddamn T-shirt. <laughs> it's, it's probably gonna be the name of a documentary. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so like, I was on the plane, and it, and it all blew up before I could even do anything about it. So it's not like I had any defense. Like my defense was done. I, I missed that time period. Sure. And so the story was written and I was like, how do I just like apologize and try and come back from it? Mm-hmm. Because like that that's it. I missed my chance to defend it. When you if you go back and look at it from the actual way it was set up where coin signals coming and saying he has this great coin and us talking as friends completely different but when you read it with the article you know i look sure. like an asshole there's, sure. there's just uh, no doubt but wait, wasn't the uh wasn't the coin haven yeah, it was a haven yeah. protocol wasn't it and which, which did didn't like they just ass. have a whole fucking scam thing too yeah so that haven actually ended up doing a 20x from, from that time the time of that conversation oh, the okay. to the breakout it just happened so it would have been a great investment like, anyway <laughs> it, it was a great nobody talks about that do that <laughs> no no and then and then haven started pumping and everyone's giving me shit and i'm like it was a good coin <laughs> right <laughs> but you no, know, it, it pumped and then like one of the lead devs left and he announced in discord and everyone dumped and then the ceo came and he's like no just kidding he didn't quit yeah Ended we up just shady. uh we're talking about this on an episode a couple of weeks ago <laughs> but um yeah i mean look i i think uh you i hope that you've been able to kind of like get your way through it because it sounds like a rough fucking situation I'm you not, know? It, it took me eight months i would say until december like i was in a very bad mentality like horrible mood really because because the market was crashing on top right. of all of that you know it, it was just like a really depressing time and up until probably december like i i couldn't get through it yeah man well look i'm personally i appreciate you coming on and talking about it because it's uh you know it's something that i personally hadn't heard you talk about uh you know much but so that i think it's awesome and i really do hope that uh people can understand what it was like to go through and understand your situation and uh i feel like you're kind of you're contrite about the whole thing i mean I, so i'm a very honest guy you know no one's really asked me about it i i had it i talked about it on one other podcast really briefly but they they were they like didn't even want to ask me questions like you know <laughs> i was ask, ask I mean, me any question i'll, I'll answer it. i'm a very honest guy it's funny i was uh well before when uh chamber said you were coming out i'm like uh can we ask about this stuff or no <laughs> And so, um, but anyway, again, like we said, I'll, I'll move on now. I appreciate you sharing. It's really important. I think that you get to tell your side of the story. And I think it's, uh, I think it's a pretty crazy, interesting journey that I hope will, you know, just lead to, uh, your future success. But in the meantime here, we are going to get to some news. Chamber, buddy, start us off with a little bit of news. All right. Jamie Dimon 
Big, big, oh, big shot. <laughs> big shot at JP Morgan Chase introduces <laughs> the JPM coin. Uh, you know, this guy's obviously on the record uh, talking shit about Bitcoin. Yet, um, I think they found the. I think they're creating the uh, uh, Ripple Killer. Maybe I'm not sure. I think that that's what this is. So. So what's the deal with this thing? Do you know much about it? So I, I know a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, what, what do you got? Uh, so from my understanding, uh, it's not going to be a ripple killer because it's going to be a private chain. So it's just going to be used by JP okay. Morgan for settlements. So they're trying to you know save on some fees uh, and save time, which is obviously money. So it, it's going to just be their own private chain, and I think that this is going to be something really common popping up. You're going to have a lot of big companies uh, trying to use private chains to just you know speed up their operations, made them more, make them more transparent, and obviously cheaper, because money right. is the key. It's interesting. I mean, to me, it's almost like a non-factor except for the fact that it gives cryptocurrency and digital assets a like validation yeah. you know what i mean well considering I considering mean, it who came is this in- actually yeah i mean who is it a threat to it's probably not it's definitely not a threat to bitcoin it's probably maybe sort of maybe not a ripple threat but it's interesting i mean it gives somebody who's has said fuck bitcoin fuck crypto and now they're going back and doing it you know what i mean yeah it's so my my first thoughts when i saw that and i tweeted i said this probably means the bottom is in you have someone who has publicly said that bitcoin and crypto are a scam uh now near what a lot of people have called the bottom coming out and saying that they are going to use blockchain you know i wouldn't even consider their private chain crypto it's more of just blockchain yeah. uh the second part back to what we were talking about being a contrarian i'm seeing all this shit about riffle it's going to zero it's going to zero i think it's gonna pump <laughs> it, it might. i mean it kind of gives it kind of gives validation to yeah the it, this is only an, ripple, this right? is only a ripple killer within jp morgan chase it's not an ethereum exactly right? and i i think a lot of banks I mean, obviously, if J.P. Morgan successfully do this, you're going to see a lot of companies doing it, making their own private chain. So to me, it does get rid of the need for a lot of altcoins. But like you said, it just reinforces that this tech can actually speed up payments. It can actually make things cheaper. And you have companies worth hundreds of billions of dollars that are implementing blockchain. You know, some of these coins are going to have tremendous value. They're going to be the Googles, the Amazons, the Facebooks. And then you're going to have a lot of Netscapes. Yeah, and I think that's interesting. And uh, personally, the more and more I think about it, they've, uh, the more and more I lean towards Bitcoin being the one of the only things I want to actually put my money into because of exactly that. I'm not sure I personally know how to pick them well enough to <laughs> decide what's what. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, I, I agree with you. I think Ethereum's losing... A lot of its value from this because um, obviously after ICOs and after faster and cheaper transactions Ethereum the dApps aren't really great so I think Ethereum's losing a ton of value here because people really used Ethereum to send money like if I wanted to send money between exchanges I use Ethereum or Litecoin um, Bitcoin obviously first move advantage digital gold that's always going to be probably a sound investment but I 
think that something's going to overtake Ethereum unless uh, the scaling happens a lot faster. Because you have some of these new coins, probably something that no one's even heard of. Um, they're going to take market share. You know, we're in the U.S. and Canada, and a lot, obviously a lot of this development's going on in Asia. There's probably some really big coins with major backing that we've never even heard about that are significantly better than Ethereum and people are building on. Yeah, and I think that's very interesting. Meanwhile, Ethereum's pumping through yeah. the roof right this second. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. We'll see. Um, all right, my my news story here: Coin Mama breach <laughs> exposes four hundred and fifty thousand users. Uh, Chamber, before I even start here, we should uh, start Coin Papa. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my track record in crypto is very awful uh, i have a coin mama account uh oh okay. god i had a quadriga yeah, X, too. i had a quadriga a, a cx account okay I'm, I'm gonna tell you a little story about me and gat as well uh, gat probably doesn't know this but uh, when i first started you know the, the the people that listened i got into some i got introduced to crypto uh through bitconnect and some other uh maybe not as not as popular uh pyramid schemes but pyramid schemes nonetheless um and when i you know got my head clear with that i moved on to uh crypto youtube which we all know what that is and then um <laughs> well depending on the timing of crypto youtube you could have done really it well. wasn't the right timing uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking of like z classic no timing, no no like this so, so yeah this would have been like yeah like l late december january youtube you know 20 right at that yeah end. right at the end right at the top buying uh, youtube you know what i mean um and then i uh in january i got into crypto twitter uh, I started following guys like yourself and uh, I, you know, Birch, um, uh, Jake, and some of these guys. And I'm like, I started following, you know, so I'm like, okay, these guys, I felt more confident than I'd ever felt in crypto. And sure enough, uh, you know, we had what happened, un the unfortunate incident with yourself. And I'm like, no, I think I'm cursing these people at every turn. <laughs> everything that I get involved with gets cursed. Uh, and it happened to Quadriga CX, and now it's happening to Coin Mama. Hasn't happened to the show yet, but uh, Bunchu, just a heads up, I may carry a crypto curse. That's okay. I mean, look, uh, I'm not the luckiest guy <laughs> ever either. So <laughs> um, I don't think any of us feel lucky after 2018. That is very, very <laughs> true. So here we go. Coin Mama, more than 450,000 users had their email addresses and passwords exposed in a wide-ranging security breach that included other sites like MyFitnessPal. Interesting. Also I have that too, by the way. MyFitnessPal in the past. Yeah, I've Damn used it. that in the past. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Wow. Uh, the official statement of the exchange disclosed that 450,000 email addresses and passwords were leaked in a massive global hacking attack involving 24 websites and some 747 million users. So, you know, this story, we did not pick this on purpose, Gat, but uh, you had your emails breached, uh, so you you feel the pain here. Um, yep. What advice might you give others? Well, you need to secure more than just your crypto. You need 2FA on absolutely everything. I don't care if it's some small website. If they offer 2FA, just put it on. 
um, because these days your your password isn't safe. No. Like I don't I don't care how complex your password is with keyloggers and shit. Your password isn't safe. Um, as of now, the safest way to secure things is 2FA through an app or one of those UB keys, like physical 2FA. So, you know, just, it's annoying to do. It's so annoying every time you log into something, but it is so worth it. I could have avoided so many problems in my life just by, you know, securing everything. Uh, you know, I had my crypto secure because that's all you really think about. But there's so much more than that, uh, you know... Malicious yeah, people well, it puts you in a position where you were worried that your whole basically digital life was going to be at risk. Yeah, it was it was very scary. So yeah. put two, put two FA on everything. Especially I could put if it on you're my a... apartment. I could put two <laughs> FA on my apartment door. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're a you know personality in the space, or just if you're involved in crypto, like think about all the other people that are involved in crypto. Uh, think about their backgrounds and where they come from. They are probably much better at tech and hacking and OPSEC than you are, <laughs> is, is my, I personally know that yeah. for sure, because I have no experience in that shit. So I have to make sure that I'm at least somewhat secure but I'm probably open to all this stupid shit too. It's just See, I, I didn't even realize like how much of a target I was because everything just happened so fast, honestly. You know, there's so much euphoria. I was spread out between so many different uh, jobs working, essentially like helping with analysis. And I was an advisor for some startups. So, you know, everything just happened like that. You know, like I don't even remember that whole build up to like December 2017. And then by the time all that stuff happened, you know, I... I was just lost in everything going on. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, it, just to close out this article here, it says, you know, 747 million records uh, across the 24 websites, but unique to CoinMama was the potential for users who had not enabled two-factor authentication to have their funds stolen. So it sounds like most of these uh, websites didn't have funds associated with them, except for CoinMama, who obviously is protect trying to at least protect users' funds, which is interesting. So, all right, that's going to do it for the news for us. We are going to get into some more fun stuff here with some Would You Rather. So, Gat, we... Uh, we like to mess around and throw out, we, you know, we do a lot of crypto content and then we like to have some fun. So I do this thing where I throw out some surveys every Sunday and uh, poll the audience essentially on some would you rather um, questions. So we're going to ask them to you. So question number one, would you rather forget who you are every time it rains or never be able to remember why you walked into a room. Now talk us through your thought process here. I, w I would definitely rather not being re able to remember what I'm doing when I walk in a room. If I forgot who I was every t Actually, I don't know. I could just move to somewhere where it never rained, and then I never have to really deal with forgetting who I am. So that's interesting. I had a couple comments on there saying that uh, this one from uh, at par part Sean rain then moved to Arizona. <laughs> that's <laughs> the comment there. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with him on that. That that doesn't sound too bad. You know, just have like a restart and then move somewhere it never rains. 
See, I went the other way. Uh, I went, because I, I, I'm already, you know, I'm getting old. I'm already going into rooms and forgetting why I went in there. And it drives me insane. Uh, so I would rather forget who I am every time it rains because then you can just. But what are the con- what are the consequences? That's what I'm saying. Like I'm just so it stops raining, then I remember who I am. Is that is that how it's going to work? I I would guess. Yeah. I mean, I didn't clarify like, any further. I think I could handle <laughs> it. So you're on an adventure in the rain. You're like, oh, I don't know who I am. I don't, you know. I feel like the amount of drugs you do. I, yeah, it's like I do a lot equivalent. of drugs. <laughs> every time it rains, you're just you're just on a cruise. Yeah, exactly. Right, uh, exactly. You have experience with that. Yeah. I don't. I like. I would not. I'm like be a able shaman. To forget. Yeah. See, I I'm thinking I would be with Gat here. Well, uh, bef- I think I would do the room thing because I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to pick up from context why you walked into a room. Like, I keep thinking of this in a terms of, like, a business meeting, right? And if I walked in and I didn't know why I was there, mm-hmm. like, you could just ask a couple and questions and, and figure it out, right? Imagine walking into, like, a surprise birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be good. <laughs> they go, surprise, you go, why am I here? It's raining outside. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Uh, all right. Question number two. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Now, I've seen this happen a couple times on Twitter, especially crypto Twitter in the last couple days. It seemed like boneless wings, this is a statement, (laughs) true or false. Boneless wings are just expensive chicken nuggets, true or false. So true, but they're good. They are good. They're great, but they're just... I I like chicken nuggets more. I like a good chicken nugget. Yeah, I mean... So yeah. let's let's talk this through. Chamber, what's the fucking difference between a boneless wing and an expensive chicken nugget? Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree. Like I, I that a boneless wing is just a expensive chicken nugget, but I prefer them. Uh, I actually expensive chicken nugget covered in oh, sauce. Oh, so you. good. Yeah, that's what it is. So Crypto Euclid, uh, our buddy Yuki, uh, said he made the caveat. He just said the sauce is just baked in. That was off of one of my that's tweets really too when I. Difference. Yeah, that's where I got the inspiration. Where, where I, I said that ranch and blue cheese were the exact same sauce? Yeah, first of all, that's fucking dumb. Hold on. Did people I, agree no, with you I just, or no? I just like triggering people. And that absolutely triggered a lot of people. It triggered me. I was sitting here with my buttermilk ranch, using it as shampoo, as I'm one to do. See, I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of either. I was triggered. So to me, they're the same. Ran- ranch and blue cheese really confuses me. Like, what if there was something that looked exactly like ketchup that they would sometimes bring out instead of right. ketchup? Oh, that's know? a really great point. Like, like it pisses, I, I don't eat ranch or blue cheese, but they look the exact same. I can't same. tell you the difference. Sometimes I'm just, I, I, I can't tell the difference. If someone brought me out fake ketchup and I wanted ketchup, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Yo, that's actually a really good point. I never that's thought seen it from of it my from like the if you mix it up from another perspective, like two things that are yellow, like mustard yeah. or whatever, it, and they and taste all the time. They bring people out the wrong ranch or blue cheese, so you know that's crazy. That's interesting. Good point. That's a point for Gat there. All right, and the last one I have here, which I I personally find egregious. Um, would you rather? Be framed for a murder you didn't commit, or frame your best friend for a murder you committed. Who's framing me for the murder? I uh, I don't. There's no. I mean, you're getting framed for a murder, and I would imagine you're going to jail. We'll say random this, person. In this, uh, 
Yeah, it's not like your it's not your best friend that's framing you. It's so it's not like you get them I, back I, I with do framing it. I, them. I, I couldn't. I mean, I could so easily frame someone for a murder, but I I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Like living with myself after that, if it was actually my best friend, I don't think I I think it would be almost worse than living in jail. So, Chamber, what do you no, got? See, here? I recycle best friends every five years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. So my time yeah. is limited, essentially, is what you're saying. You better so hope you I don't commit a murder. A shelf, you have just given a shelf life to the uh, podcast. Five years. Thank hey, if we can much. make it five years, I'll be happy with that. I cannot live with guilt. I, I, I do not like doing people Um wrong. See, I don't want to go to jail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't do well in the, in but the it, clink. If, if I was framed, you know, like with technology these days, I feel like it's way more difficult to get framed you know that i would take the chance of me not and like getting unframed while in prison yeah like there there would be no evidence yeah so this is my favorite comment uh one i'm gonna do two shout outs on this tweet uh my buddy at crypto at night uh as soon as i posted this he commented underneath it easy peasy and he was the only singular vote at the time and he voted to do the framing (laughs) so you know where he stands you don't be best friends with crypto at night and then my second favorite here was from i don't even know how to pronounce this at double underscore ink underscore zazu uh opsec test the B-framed people have more self-confidence, higher IQ, and forward thinking. They're smart enough to get out of being framed. If framing a friend, you're guaranteed he's fucked. Which <laughs> I thought was really interesting. Not a way I thought of it before. <laughs> now, I, I have a would-you-rather for you. Since we were talking about Fire Festival before, would yes. you rather have worked for Fire Festival, Festival and gone through all that? Or would you rather have worked for the scammiest ICO ever? So it's interesting you say this. We we actually asked. Uh, so this is going to be a little teaser to our Thursday show. So this show is coming out today on Tuesday. And we interviewed Mark Weinstein, uh, who was in the Fire Festival documentary. He's also the principal at Wave Financial, which is a crypto investment and uh uh, crypto investment firm. So we asked him, what's the fucking difference, basically? <laughs> Chamber, what do you think? I want to go to that fire festival. I don't care how shitty it was. No, but would you rather yeah, be no, involved absolutely. Yeah, there's no documentary. There's no the documentary from, for some shitty ICO. I don't get to meet Joe Rule. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, not yet is I'm, right. There's going to be. I, I saw Netflix was making something on alt. Really? Okay. Well. Yeah. There's. 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 De- there's so much gold in there. There's definitely going to be. Has to be right on ICOs. But that fire yeah. festival doc was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And you're in the Bahamas the whole time. I don't know. I. I yeah, but I think it's the I, you're thinking about it the wrong way. It's like which would cause you greater guilt. I don't feel I'm talking about like that guy that was about to go and suck a dick to get. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> like, commitment. Like, like you you were just like fully stressed out for months of your life, like knowing everything's gonna f- still hooked into it. Yeah, I don't. 
that guy's never gonna live that exact statement down. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> I I think he's the realest person I've ever yeah, seen. Hundred percent. Oh, it was fantastic. Like, we, like it, that we, is the kind of guy I hope to work with in my life. It's our boy Andy. Andy, listening. <laughs> Shout out to Andy. <laughs> We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> um, that I I think I would rather. I'm also going to answer Fire Festival. I feel like uh, there's an extra special shitty stigma for. <laughs> A scamming ICO that, uh, like, people from at the fire festival. Yeah. At least they're trying like, to do something. That's gonna be like cult following. At like fire festival is gonna go down in history as like this cult following. A scamming ICO like Paragon or whatever. <laughs> like that's gonna be forgotten, and I would rather be remembered than yeah. forgotten. I think. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So that's gonna do it for us here. Gat, I've had a wonderful time talking to you. I have to admit, when I, you know, saw that stuff, wasn't a huge fan. Uh, you've changed my mind, so we appreciate you coming on the and show. The dozens of people um, that listen will also probably have their yes, minds. All dozens of them. <laughs> Maybe we can get it all oh. hundred. I'm gonna tweet it out. I, w- I want people to hear my side of the story because I've never talked about it. No, that's amazing, and we really do appreciate you actually coming on and and opening up and talking about it because, and you know, we do have a, a couple yeah. hundred, like at least ten hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we guarantee <laughs> at least, at least a thousand listens. Those. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best we can do. Then it's up to yeah. you to share it. <laughs> no, see, I, 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 thank um, you guys for inviting me. I got that message, and I was like, I've been on a podcast in a while. And yeah, fun. and sh- and, and oh, yeah. I, I had an absolutely. And we did a lot. This guys. was last minute, so thank you very much for being flexible too. That that's awesome. We'll have you. We'll have to have you on. Uh, you know, during when when we're when we're really in alt season and we need some real TA done, uh, we'll we'll have you back on. All right. And so last thing here, we want to give you a platform here to tell people how to find you, what you're working on, anything like that. The floor is yours. Yeah. So if you want to find me, uh, Twitter, Telegram, Twitter is twitter.com backslash the gem club. You can find my Telegram group in there. Uh, All the content I put out right now is absolutely free. I've got about 12,000 people I post in there. Uh, Way too much, people say, but I keep an active trading log. log. January was pretty good. I averaged about 4% gain per trade. This month so far, we're at about 2% gain per trade. Uh, So come check it out. You know, nothing to lose. It's absolutely free. That 2% and 4% seems actually like realistic as opposed to people who are out there saying they get 150 percent per trade yeah all, <laughs> all my wins and losses are on there. there's some pretty ugly losses but you know the the winners have been outweighing the losses and a lot of people were talking shit about my trading and now i have every single trade i post it in the telegram group timestamp and everything have it in a doc so you know it's funny since i started keeping this no one's really talked shit about my trading well, that's good, <laughs> isn't that? It's, the been, way it's been a lot you got, more fun. You have the receipts. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm like, show them, show them, do the same thing as me. If if you're outperforming me, I will. You know, I buy a little picture of you and I'll put it on my desk. <laughs> I don't want to say that because well, there's people out there doing way better than me, so that's bad. Well, but, I was just going to say, yeah. Chamber, now we have a challenge. We could get a – this is how you get a picture of us on Gats. All right, desk. I like it. <laughs> Do you guys send we, me a little picture? I, I will keep exciting. it here. You know, I got a picture of uh, – what's his name? Ian Bellina over nice. on my kitchen counter. <laughs> Not even kidding. His um, 
six figure slave one you know that oh. was really that was really moving to me so I, <laughs> I bought a picture of it that's fantastic hey man again we really appreciate it uh chamber any final words before we go? no this is a this is a great one again just thanks thanks for coming on uh that was uh and obviously appreciate the honesty i think that's the big one um yeah I you know totally to, to to go through that and, and to talk about that 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 very high character so uh we really appreciate that for sure yeah awesome so check out gat check out the gem club and don't forget to check out us apple podcasts give us a rate a review all that fun stuff goes a long way join us in our telegram at t.me wrecked underscore podcast follow us on twitter at wrecked underscore podcast and uh we have just revived the instagram which we are at wrecked podcast now that i figured out how to do these uh cool like video clips uh that's perfect for instagram so follow us there and uh chamber any other last words there check us out on patreon all right we got to keep this machine going we need gas for the engine all right so hop on there (laughs) we need gas yeah and we're not talking about like Gwei yeah. or, or Neo or Gas. We want Bitcoin. We want Ethereum. We want the goods. All right. So there's some. <laughs> they want the real stuff. <laughs> so there's tiers. Check out the tiers. Um, monthly subscriptions are there. Uh, you can do just a nice, you know, one-time, uh, you know, donation if you choose to. But check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, help us uh, help us put out more put out more quality shows for you guys. Hell yeah. So that's going to do it for us, for Chamber. And, you know, we haven't had Cynthia yet this week. So uh, Cynthia has been dealing with some family issues. So we give our best and thoughts and prayers to Cynthia and her family. And until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice. <laughs>